11, and produced with a very limited number of colors. There are evidences of great ingenuity in preventing the same tints coming in close proximity. Lady readers who are familiar with the construction of patchwork quilts will know how desirable it is sometimes, when they are limited in the choice of material, to prevent pieces of the same stuff coming too near together. Now, this puzzle will apply equally to patchwork quilts or tessellade pavements. It will be seen from the diagram how a square piece of flooring may be paved with 62 square tiles of the eight colors violet, red, yellow, green, orange, purple, white, and blue indicated by the initial letters, so that no tile is in line with a similarly colored tile, vertically, horizontally, or diagonally. 64 such tiles could not possibly be placed under these conditions, but the two shaded squares happen to be occupied by iron ventilators. Illustration the puzzle is this. These two ventilators have to be removed to the positions indicated by the darkly bordered tiles, and to tiles placed in those bottom corner squares. Can you readjust the 32 tiles so that no two of the same colors shall still be in line? 303. Under the veil. Illustration. If the reader will examine the above diagram, he will see that I have so placed 8 V's, 8 E's, 8 I's, and 8 L's in the diagram that no letter is in line with a similar one horizontally, vertically, or diagonally. Thus, no V is in line with another V, no E with another E and so on. There are a great many different ways of arranging the letters under this condition. The puzzle is to find an arrangement that produces the greatest possible number of four-letter words, reading upwards and downwards, backwards and forwards, or diagonally. All repetitions count as different words, and the five variations that may be used are, veil, vile, leave I, live, and evil. This will be made perfectly clear when I say that the above arrangement scores eight. Because the top and bottom row both give veil, the second and seventh columns both give veil, and the two diagonals, starting from the L in the fifth row and E in the eighth row, both give live and evil. There are therefore eight different readings of the words in all. This difficult word puzzle is given as an example of the use of chessboard analysis in solving such things. Only a person who is familiar with the eight queens problem could hope to solve it. 304. BACHED square. One of the oldest card puzzles is by Claude Caspar Batchet de Miseriac, first published, I believe, in the 1624 edition of his work. Rearrange the 16 court cards including the aces in a square so that in no row of four cards, horizontal, vertical, or diagonal, shall be found two cards of the same suit or the same value. This in itself is easy enough, but the point of the puzzle is to find in how many different ways this may be done. The eminent French mathematician A. Le Bazin, in his modern edition of Batchet, gives the answer incorrectly, and yet the puzzle is really quite easy. Any arrangement produces seven more by turning the square round and reflecting it in a mirror. These are counted as different by Batchet. Note, row of four cards, so that the only diagonals we have here to consider are the two long ones, 305, the 36 letter blocks. The illustration represents a box containing 36 letter blocks. The puzzle is to rearrange these blocks so that no A shall be in a line vertically, horizontally, or diagonally with another A no B with another B no C with another C and so on. You will find it impossible to get all the letters into the box under these conditions. 
but the point is to place as many as possible. Of course no letters other than those shown may be used. 306. The Crowded Chessboard. The puzzle is to rearrange the 51 pieces on the chessboard so that no queen shall attack another queen, no rook attack another rook, no bishop attack another bishop, and no knight attack another knight. No notice is to be taken of the intervention of pieces of another type from that under consideration that island two queens will be considered to attack one another although there may be, say, a rook, a bishop, and a knight between them, and so would the rooks and bishops. It is not difficult to dispose of each type of piece separately, the difficulty comes in when you have to find room for all the arrangements on the board simultaneously. 307. The Colored Counters. The diagram represents 25 colored counters. Red, blue, yellow, orange, and green indicated by their initials, and there are five of each color, numbered 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. The problem is so to place them in a square that neither color nor number shall be found repeated in any one of the five rows, five columns, and two diagonals. Can you so rearrange them? 308. The Gentle Art of Stamp Licking. The Insurance Act is a most prolific source of entertaining puzzles particularly entertaining if you happen to be among the exempt. One's initiation into the gentle art of stamp licking suggests the following little poser, if you have a card divided into 16 spaces for X4, and are provided with plenty of stamps of the values 1D, 2D, 3D, 4D, and 5D, what is the greatest value that you can stick on the card if the Chancellor of the Exchequer forbids you to place any stamp in a straight line that island horizontally, vertically, or diagonally with another stamp of similar value? Of course, only one stamp can be affixed in a space. The reader will probably find, when he sees the solution, that, like the stamps themselves, he is licked he will most likely be tuppence short of the maximum. A friend asked the post office how it was to be done, but they sent him to the customs and excise officer, who sent him to the insurance commissioners, who sent him to an approved society, who profanely sent him but no matter. 309. The 49 counters. Can you rearrange the above 49 counters in a square so that no letter, and also no number, shall be in line with a similar one, vertically, horizontally, or diagonally? Here I of course, mean in the lines parallel with the diagonals, in the chessboard sense. 310. The 3 sheep. A farmer had 3 sheep and an arrangement of 16 pens, divided off by hurdles in the manner indicated in the illustration. In how many different ways could he place those sheep, each in a separate pen, so that every pen should be either occupied or in line horizontally, vertically, or diagonally with at least one sheep? I have given one arrangement that fulfills the conditions. How many others can you find? Mere reversals and reflections must not be counted as different. The reader may regard the sheep as queens. The problem is then to place the three queens so that every square shall be either occupied or attacked by at least one queen in the maximum number of different ways. 311. The Five Dogs Puzzle. In 1863, C.F. de first discussed the Five Queens Puzzle to place five queens on the chessboard so that every square shall be attacked or occupied which was propounded by his friend. A. Mr. de Arjanisk showed that if no queen may attack another there are 91 different ways of placing the five queens, reversals and reflections not counting as different, if the queens may attack one another, I have recorded hundreds of ways, but it is not practicable to enumerate them exactly, the illustration is supposed to represent an arrangement of 64 kennels, it will be seen that five kennels each contain a dog, 
and on further examination it will be seen that every one of the 64 kennels is in a straight line with at least one dog either horizontally, vertically, or diagonally. Take any kennel you like, and you will find that you can draw a straight line to a dog in one or other of the three ways mentioned. The puzzle is to replace the five dogs and discover in just how many different ways they may be placed in five kennels in a straight row, so that every kennel shall always be in line with at least one dog. Reversals and reflections are here counted as different. 312. The five crescents of Byza and Iuan. When Philip of Macedon, the father of Alexander the Great, found himself confronted with great difficulties in the siege of Byzantium, he set his men to undermine the walls. His desires, however, miscarried, for no sooner had the operations been begun than a crescent moon suddenly appeared in the heavens and discovered his plans to his adversaries. The Byzantines were naturally elated, and in order to show their gratitude they erected a statue to Diana, and the crescent became thenceforward a symbol of the state. In the temple that contained the statue was a square pavement composed of 64 large and costly tiles. These were all plain, with the exception of five, which bore the symbol of the crescent. These five were for occult reasons so placed that every tile should be watched over by that island in a straight line, vertically, horizontally or diagonally with at least one of the crescents. The arrangement adopted by the Byzantine architect was as follows, now, to cover up one of these five crescents was a capital offense, the death being something very painful and lingering, but on a certain occasion of festivity it was necessary to lay down on this pavement a square carpet of the largest dimensions possible, and I had shown in the illustration by dark shading the largest dimensions that would be available. The puzzle is to show how the architect, if he had foreseen this question of the carpet, might have so arranged his five crescent tiles in accordance with the required conditions, and yet had allowed for the largest possible square carpet to be laid down without any one of the five crescent tiles being covered, or any portion of them. 313. Queen's and Bishop Puzzle. It will be seen that every square of the board is either occupied or attacked. The puzzle is to substitute a bishop for the rook on the same square and then place the four queens on other squares so that every square shall again be either occupied or attacked. In the above illustration we have five planets and 81 fixed stars, five of the latter being hidden by the planets. It will be found that every star, with the exception of the ten that had a black spot in their centers, is in a straight line, vertically, horizontally, or diagonally, with at least one of the planets. The puzzle is so to rearrange the planets that all the stars shall be in line with one or more of them. In rearranging the planets, each of the five may be moved once in a straight line. In either of the three directions mentioned, they will, of course, obscure five other stars in place of those at present covered. 315. The Hepeg Puzzle. Here is a five-queen puzzle that I gave in a fanciful dress in 1897, as the queens were there represented as hats on 64 pegs. I will keep to the title, the Hepeg Puzzle. It will be seen that every square is occupied or attacked. The puzzle is to remove one queen to a different square so that still every square is occupied or attacked. Then move a second queen under a similar condition. Then a third queen. And finally a fourth queen. After the fourth move every square must be attacked or occupied. But no queen must then attack another. Of course, the moves need not be queen moves. You can move a queen to any part of the board. This puzzle is based on one by Captain Turin. Remove three of the queens to other squares so that there shall be eleven squares on the board that are not attacked. The removal of the three queens need not be by queen moves. You may take them up and place them anywhere. 
There is only one solution. 317. A puzzle with pawns. Place two pawns in the middle of the chessboard. One at Q4 and the other at K5. Now, place the remaining 14 pawns 16 and all so that no three shall be in a straight line in any possible direction. Note that I purposely do not say queens, because by the words, any possible direction, I go beyond attacks on diagonals. The pawns must be regarded as near points in space at the centers of the squares. See dotted lines in the case of number 300. The eight queens. 318. Lion hunting. My friend Captain Potton Hall, the renowned hunter of big game, says there is nothing more exhilarating than a brush with a herd of pack a team of flock is warm it has taken me a full quarter of an hour to recall the right word, but I have it at last a pride of lions, why a number of lions are called a pride, a number of whales a school, and a number of foxes a skulk are mysteries of philology into which I will not enter, well, the captain says that if a spirited lion crosses your path in the desert it becomes lively, for the lion has generally been looking for the man just as much as the man has sought the king of the forest, and yet when they meet they always quarrel and fight it out. A little contemplation of this unfortunate and long-standing feud between two estimable families has led me to figure out a few calculations as to the probability of the man and the lion crossing one another's path in the jungle. In all these cases one has to start on certain more or less arbitrary assumptions. That is why in the above illustration I had thought it necessary to represent the paths in the desert with such rigid regularity. Though the captain assures me that the tracks of the lions usually run much in this way. I have doubts. The puzzle is simply to find out in how many different ways the man and the lion may be placed on to different spots that are not on the same path. By paths, it must be understood that I only refer to the ruled lines. Thus, with the exception of the four corner spots, each combatant is always on two paths and no more. It will be seen that there is a lot of scope for evading one another in the desert, which is just what one has always understood. 319. The Night Guards. The Knight is the irresponsible low comedian of the chessboard. He is a very uncertain, sneaking, and demoralizing rascal, says an American writer. He can only move two squares but makes up in the quality of his locomotion for its quantity, for he can spring one square sideways and one forward simultaneously, like a cat, can stand on one leg in the middle of the board and jump to any one of eight squares he chooses, can get on one side of a fence and blackguard three or four men on the other, has an objectionable way of inserting himself in safe, places where he can scare the king and compel him to move, and then gobble a queen, for pure cussedness the knight has no equal, and when you chase him out of one hole he skips into another. Attempts have been made over and over again to obtain a short, simple, and exact definition of the move of the knight without success. It really consists in moving one square like a rook, and then another square like a bishop the two operations being done in one leap, so that it does not matter whether the first square pass eight over is occupied by another piece or not. It island in fact, the only leaping move in chess, but difficult as it is to define. A child can learn it by inspection in a few minutes. I had shown in the diagram how twelve knights the fewest possible that will perform the feat may be placed on the chessboard so that every square is either occupied or attacked by a knight. Examine every square in turn, and you will find that this is so. Now, the puzzle in this case is to discover what is the smallest possible number of knights that is required in order that every square shall be either occupied or attacked, and every knight protected by another knight. And how would you arrange them? 
it will be found that of the twelve shown in the diagram only four are thus protected by being a knight's move from another knight. The guarded chessboard. On an ordinary chessboard, eight by eight, every square can be guarded that island either occupied or attacked by five queens, the fewest possible. There are exactly 91 fundamentally different arrangements in which no queen attacks another queen. If every queen must attack or be protected by another queen, there are at fewest 41 arrangements, and I have recorded some 150 ways in which some of the queens are attacked and some not, but this last case is very difficult to enumerate exactly. On an ordinary chessboard every square can be guarded by 8 rooks the fewest possible in 40.320 ways, if no rook may attack another rook, but it is not known how many of these are fundamentally different. See solution to number 295, the 8 rooks. I have not enumerated the ways in which every rook shall be protected by another rook. On an ordinary chessboard every square can be guarded by 8 bishops the fewest possible. If no bishop may attack another bishop, 10 bishops are necessary if every bishop is to be protected. See nose, 297 and 298. Bishops and guarded and bishops guarded. On an ordinary chessboard every square can be guarded by 12 knights if all but 4 are unprotected. But if every knight must be protected, 14 are necessary. See number 319. The knight guards, dealing with the queen on n squared boards generally, where n is less than 8. The following results will be of interest, one queen guards two squared board in one fundamental way, one queen guards three squared board in one fundamental way, two queens guard four squared board in three fundamental ways protected, three queens guard four squared board in two fundamental ways not protected, three queens guard five squared board in 37 fundamental ways protected, three queens guard five squared board in two fundamental ways not protected, three queens guard six squared board in one fundamental way protected. 4 queens guard 6 squared board in 17 fundamental ways not protected. 4 queens guard 7 squared board in 5 fundamental ways protected. 4 queens guard 7 squared board in 1 fundamental way not protected. Non-attacking chessboard arrangements. We know that n queens may always be placed on a square board of n squared squares if n be greater than 3 without any queen attacking another queen. But no general formula for enumerating the number of different ways in which it may be done has yet been discovered probably it is undiscoverable. The known results are as follows, where n4 there is one fundamental solution and two in hall, where n5 there are two fundamental solutions and ten in hall, where n6 there is one fundamental solution and four in hall, where n7 there are six fundamental solutions and forty in hall, where n8 there are twelve fundamental solutions and ninety-two in hall, where n9 there are forty-six fundamental solutions, where n10 there are ninety-two fundamental solutions. Where in 11 there are 341 fundamental solutions. Obviously n rooks may be placed without attack on an n squared board in n ways. But how many of these are fundamentally different I have only worked out in the four cases where n equals 2, 3, 4, and 5. The answers here are respectively 1, 2, 7, and 23. See number 296. The four lions. We can place two n two bishops on an n squared board in two n ways. Scene number 299. Bishops in convocation. Four boards containing two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight squares. On a side there are respectively one, two, three, six, ten, twenty, thirty-six fundamentally different arrangements. Where n is on there are two one two n one such arrangements, each giving four by reversals and reflections. 
and 2 and 3 to 1 2 and 3 giving 8, where n is even there are 2 1 2 and 2, each giving 4 by reversals and reflections, and 2 and 3 to 1 2 and 4, each giving 8, we can place 1 2 n squared 1 knights on an n squared board without attack, when n is on, in one fundamental way, and 1 2 n squared knights on an n squared board, when n is even, in one fundamental way, in the first case we place all the knights on the same color as the central square, in the second case we place them all on black, or all on white, squares, the two pieces problem, on a board of n squared squares, two queens, two rooks, two bishops, or two knights can always be placed, irrespective of attack or not, in one to n squared ways, the following formulae will show in how many of these ways the two pieces may be placed with attack and without, with attack, without attack. 2 queens 5 n cubed 6 n squared n 3 n 10 n cubed 9 n squared 2 n 3 6 2 rooks n cubed n squared n 2 n cubed n squared 2 2 bishops 4 n cubed 6 n squared 2 n 3 n 4 n cubed 3 n squared 2 n 6 6 2 knights 4 n squared 12 n 8 n 9 n squared 24 n 2 c number 318. Lion hunting. D-Y-N-A-M-I-C-A-L chess puzzles. Push on keep moving. T-H-O's. Morton. Cure for the heartache. 320. The Rook Store. Illustration. Are the puzzle is to move the single rook over the whole board, so that it shall visit every square of the board once, and only once, and end its tour on the square from which it starts. You have to do this in as few moves as possible, and unless you are very careful you will take just one move too many. Of course, a square is regarded equally as visited whether you merely pass over it or make it a stopping place and we will not quibble over the point whether the original square is actually visited twice. We will assume that it is not. 321. The Rook's Journey. This puzzle I call, The Rook's Journey, because the word, tour, derived from a turner's wheel implies that we return to the point from which we set out, and we do not do this in the present case. We should not be satisfied with a personally conducted holiday tour that ended by leaving us, say, in the middle of the Sahara. The rook here makes 21 moves, in the course of which journey it visits every square of the board once and only once, stopping at the square mark 10 at the end of its 10th move, and ending at the square mark 21. Two consecutive moves cannot be made in the same direction that is to say, you must make a turn after every move. Illustration, R21 322. The Languishing Maiden. Illustration. Katie a wicked baron in the good old days imprisoned an innocent maiden in one of the deepest dungeons beneath the castle moat. It will be seen from our illustration that there were 63 cells in the dungeon, all connected by open doors, and the maiden was chained in the cell in which she is shown. Now, a valiant knight, who loved the damsel, succeeded in rescuing her from the enemy, having gained an entrance to the dungeon at the point where he is seen. He succeeded in reaching the maiden after entering every cell once and only once. Take your pencil and try to trace out such a route. When you have succeeded, then try to discover a route in 22 straight paths through the cells. It can be done in this number without entering any cell a second time. 323. A Dungeon Puzzle. Illustration. P. A French prisoner, for his sins or other people's, was confined in an underground dungeon containing 64 cells, all communicating with open doorways, as shown in our illustration. In order to reduce the tedium of his restricted life, he set himself various puzzles, and this is one of them. 
starting from the cell in which he is shown. How could he visit every cell once, and only once, and make as many turnings as possible? His first attempt is shown by the dotted track. It will be found that there are as many as 55 straight lines in his path. But after many attempts he improved upon this. Can you get more than 55? You may end your path in any cell you like. Try the puzzle with a pencil on chessboard diagrams. Or you may regard them as Rook's moves on a board. 324. The Lion and the Man. In a public place in Rome there once stood a prison divided into 64 cells. All open to the sky and all communicating with one another. As shown in the illustration, the sports that here took place were watched from a high tower. The favorite game was to place a Christian in one corner cell and a lion in the diagonally opposite corner and then leave them with all the inner doors open. The consequent effect was sometimes most laughable. On one occasion the man was given a sword. He was no coward, and was as anxious to find the lion as the lion undoubtedly was to find him. Illustration, L.